Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi. And I'm Kevin Close. And we're going to talk... I thought you were going to say my name. <laughs> no, we're introducing ourselves. <laughs> um, we are going to talk to you this week about our experience in the Magic Kingdom for the reopening of Walt Disney World. Um, it was July 9th, and uh, we're recording this a couple days later. And um, I want to start with a little bit of a preamble here. I hope you guys will indulge me for a few minutes and let me uh, sort of set the stage of how I'd like you guys to sort of view this report from us. So um, the day we went, and also as we're recording this, um, we are in the midst of probably the worst of the coronavirus pandemic here in the state of Florida. We are. We have the highest number of cases reported, um, highest hospitalizations, and sadly- Highest tests positive. Highest tests positive, and sadly the highest deaths. So um, we don't wanna present this in a bubble. Um, we don't wanna present this in the idea that you should come to Walt Disney World. We also don't wanna present it to the fact that you should not come to Walt Disney World. We're hoping that you take the information we give you and use your best judgment. You guys know this, this is not a surprise, but we are a travel agency. And our job is to try to sell you travel. And we want you to come to Walt Disney World and we want you to book through us and we want you to take trips all around the world. However, safety comes first. So first and foremost, always be safe. And second, do what's right for you and your family. Again, I do not want this to be an endorsement of everything is great and everything is wonderful and you should rush down to Walt Disney World. Just please take it in the in the tone that we mean it. We don't want to sound tone deaf. Correct, yes. In this environment, we certainly don't want to sound tone deaf. Um, so uh, let me set the stage. The set the stage is that we are uh, we're able to get reservations for the Magic Kingdom for July 9th, which was the first annual pass holder preview. Kevin and I both were able to get tickets. We feel very, very fortunate because apparently they sold out in a couple of hours and it was, uh, it felt really great to get them and to sort of be a part of that process, which doesn't always happen for us. A lot of times we're shut out of a lot of the annual pass holder stuff. So we were excited about that. Pretty much the moment that I clicked agree that we were gonna go to this, our conversation started about if this was a good idea, where are we being stupid? Where are we taking unnecessary risks? I'm still not sure we weren't stupid. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think, you know, people should know this too. We are very, very cautious during this time. Um, we rarely leave the house. We have our groceries delivered. And that's been going on since the very beginning. Yep. We have been very, very cautious. We both have pre-existing condition, or the news calls them comorbidities. I know, don't say um, that, it's horrible. It is, it's a horrible thought. And he's not joking when I tell you the conversations how long did we have the um probably the a good week maybe a little bit more than that I and i don't think exactly a day went by that we didn't talk about it yep and we made a uh we made sort of a deal with each other that if at any point during this process of either planning to go or going or being in the park that either one of us felt uncomfortable we were no questions asked we were just going to leave it didn't matter where we were or what we were doing or how things were going. If either one of us said, listen, I'm not comfortable with this. There were a lot of rip cords. Yep, we say we're gonna pull the rip cord at any time. And that was like, you know, we talked about with, on the drive there, um, 
you know, we knew we were going to have to take the ferry over if in the parking lot or on the ferry or going through the turnstiles. Any point of the way, we had the agreement that we were just not going to go. Um, I do want to say this, though. Um, part of the, the reason why I think I wanted to go was because we did have the annual pass spots. And I think I would have felt a little guilty taking those spots. They were non-transferable. So I couldn't give them to someone else on our team or anything like that. So it was, that was part of my factor into it. I didn't want to take a spot from somebody else, but I also wanted to go. You know, we hadn't been to the Magic Kingdom. We hadn't been to, to a theme park in, I, I think it was January. Like it was uh, either New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve. What was it? An Eve. It was an Eve. I'm all about the Eves. <laughs> um, so I would not have done this if he didn't want to go. I went because he wanted to go. And I think I was even more hesitant than he was. So um, part of my wanting to go was the fact that we hadn't been to a theme park in a long time. And it was also the idea that, um, you know, we were kind of missing it. Um, regardless of what was going on, there were times when we would talk about it and say, listen, let's, um, wouldn't it be great if right now we could go to a theme park? We get dinged a lot because we're locals and we don't see things the way you see them. Trust me, we do. We're travel agents. However, because we are local, John and I visit the parks differently than someone who gets here once a, once a year. Mm -hmm. I would uh, I would compare it to if you have a large local park, you know, a park with a baseball lot and swings and just a park. I think that's how we use the parks at Walt Disney World. It is a place to go and maybe grab a bite, watch the people. If you got on an attraction, it would mean that there was no wait at all. Yep. It is, but we're lucky that way. We chose to live here, and this is what we do for a living. So I think I missed the ambiance. People always ask you, what's the best ride? What's the worst ride? I usually go just to be there. Yep. And that was part of the impetus for wanting to do this. You know when you're not supposed to itch your nose and all it does is itch? Okay. Sorry, I'm done. So... Um, we have those preliminary conversations. We finally decided that morning, okay, we're gonna go. So we got ourselves together. We did not go at the crack of dawn. We did not go at rope drop. We didn't leave the house till 1230. Right, we, we decided we were going at our own pace. Before you go, let's step back a second. Sure. We each had two reusable masks. We had four disposable masks. We had 50 antiviral wipes and we had a bottle of hand sanitizer. So we were prepped. Yeah, this was not a willy-nilly, let's go into the park and see what happens. We were, we were suited up. We were ready to get in there and, and we were going to protect ourselves. We were gonna protect other people. Um, we were taking it seriously. So again, that morning we decided, okay, let's go. We got everything together, we head on in. And uh, we had seen some reports earlier that there were lines to get into the parking of the Magic Kingdom. And we did not find that to be true. We zipped right in. One of the things that was interesting was um, like two thirds of the way there, I said to Kevin, I can't believe it, I forgot the letter. 
that was going to let us in. They're not going to let us in. So this is, you know, that's where it's all going to end. And um, I asked the, the attendant and she said, no, it's all attached to your My Disney experience and it's attached to your ticket. So all, you know, you don't have to worry about having that letter and presenting it. So we felt good, went through the turnstiles, parked, um, got a decent parking spot. That was another thing. The trams weren't running. So, uh, because it was annual pass holder previews. So we sort of made this decision that, you know, how bad was it going to be? How horrible was it gonna to be to walk? Because not only walking in, you had to walk out, which is like even worse because you're exhausted and you're hot and you're sweaty. And then you think I gotta make it to the car. So we got a good spot. Headed in, first people we see, people walking out, all had masks on. Everybody we saw all day had a mask on. And people were being very, very, very cautious and polite. If they saw you coming, they stopped and waited for you to pass. They walked out around you. We ran into, walking into the Magic Kingdom, I would guess we ran into 10 people from our car to the security tent. Right. That's how light the crowds were. Mm. So the first thing that happens is before you get to security is you have to go through the temperature check. There was one family in line ahead of us. There were two lanes. There was a little bit of discussion with the family ahead of us. The, there was a child in a stroller. Um, I don't know how old the kid was. Could be two, could be 12, I don't know. And I would put him at five. Oh, okay, that's a good number. And they um, had a little chat and said, listen, you know, he can't come in. You guys can't come in if he's not gonna be wearing a mask. And the parents had a conversation with him. And during that time, the kid agreed and wore a mask. We walked through, had our temperature checked. Now I should tell you that the people you come in contact with at, the, at this area, they are fully clothed, clothed. They had on masks, they had on plastic face shields. They were wearing gloves. So it was... They were protected. They were protected. And they were protecting us. And again, it was real quick. Here, let me point the temperature gun at your forehead. And no go. one touched us. No one touched us. And I want to also say this. Everybody from, you know, the person we met taking our temperature through the entire process were so nice. Every cast member. It they was thanked like, us for coming. Yeah, it was like they were grateful that we would show up because they could be back at work. So we go through temperature check, no big deal, everything is fine. We get to bag check. Um, this has been a question I've been asked on Twitter. Did they touch my stuff? John didn't have a bag, I did. Um, they never touched anything we owned. They asked John to pick up the bag. It was a tote bag and, and they asked them him to squeeze the bottom of it to show that we could compress the bag, I think. They looked in it with a flashlight. I think they asked him to lift up one or two things, right. but nobody put their hands on our stuff. Nobody touched our stuff. It was all very yep. distant. I emptied my pockets, put it in the bin. It went through, I um, went through the metal detector. I was in a scooter, so I got wanded. Mm -hmm. And they said, to me, again, they didn't touch me. I had on cargo shorts, so they have sort of puffy pockets. They asked me to squeeze my pockets so that nothing was in them. Excuse me. Just fixing your mic a little bit. Oh. being pulled on. I apologize. I have to hold Samson because we are not sitting in our usual spots in our house, so Samson thinks there's something wrong. So I'm making Samson feel better. 
there was a, like a scarf or something in Kevin's bag, one of his you know multiple layers of protection. And then yeah, because I, I, I thought if I get in there and there's all these people around, what am I going to do? I actually brought a scarf to wrap around my face to put over the mask. I, I'm telling you, we were ready. Security asked me to, to take that out and look underneath it. So and very very nice. Everybody was great. So um, we did that. We walked over to the ferry. Um, what was interesting was there were a lot of spots on the ground for people to stand to social distance. So it looks like they are preparing for pretty large crowds. However, when we went, we walked right on. Well, we had to wait a couple of minutes while they unloaded. Right. But there are hundreds of spots and they're numbered. So they're going to load in zones, but your entire party stood on one spot. And people, again, were very generous. We used the restroom. The restroom attendant was cleaning after every person. So it's kind of unusual. It's a weird reality, but I never felt unsafe up until this. I never felt unsafe all day, but we'll get into that. Yeah. So um, we're allowed on the ferry. You know, please keep your social distance. There's announcements along the way. And um, please only stand on the spots. Uh, on the ferry, there's spots on the grounds for social distancing. The benches have one spot on it so that you don't fill a bench. So someone who really needs to sit could sit on a bench. When we were waiting for the ferry, I would say 40 people got off the ferry. I counted getting on the ferry and there were 13 of us. Oh wow, good for you. There were only 13 people on the ferry with us. That was going to the Magic Kingdom. I can't count that high so I didn't bother. Um, Everybody stood close to the edge of the boat. It was very open air. Um, the benches did have one dot. Uh, there's one person per bench. Um, the upstairs was open, but there was very, very, very few people on it. Yep. So ferry took us in. We got to the uh, the gate. We got to the turnstiles. No finger on the biometric reader. You walked up to somebody and they had an iPad encased in a protective. Sorry, it just started to rain. In uh, a protective coating, protective case. You, we didn't have magic bands. We don't usually wear our magic bands. So we gave them our annual pass. It was scanned, go right in, no problem. And all they did was they held the iPad up against your annual pass. They never touched it, never yes. took it from you. And there was no contact. So we get into the Magic Kingdom and it is, I mean, it is so not crowded. It was unbelievable. It felt to me like, you know, the times you would go to the Magic Kingdom years and years ago when the crowds were really, really light. Um, there were people around for sure. There were people, a lot of standing on Main Street, taking pictures of the castle behind you. Obviously that's, you know, a big deal and a big moment for a lot of people. We did it. You know, um, there were photo pass photographers mm -hmm. out. Um, not all of the stores and not all of the restaurants were open, but there was not a lot of people. So it didn't feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, there's nothing to do or there's nothing. Now, I can tell you that it, just from without research, this was just seeing it. Casey's was closed and the ice cream parlor was closed. Um, the plaza was open and Starbucks was open. Right. So uh, again, hardly any people, everybody was really good. Everybody we saw had a mask on. 
Everybody was social distancing. We ran into listeners, we ran into podcast listeners, we ran into folks we know personally, clients who we've traveled with, clients who we consider friends. And I'll say that was the hardest part of the day for me. Yeah. It's really hard to sort of, you see somebody and your first reaction is give them a hug or you know, shake their hand or say hi and go up and interact with them. It's trying to remember to social distance when you run into those people that you know. Something you know, I, didn't ever, I didn't even think about. No one, you can't smile at people. Yeah. You actually have to be verbal because I think I tend to just smile at people, you know, kind of acknowledging them. And it's weird because no one can do that. Yeah, it's hard to get those visual cues on right. somebody when you're wearing a mask. That didn't it's occur also, to me. It's also hard to communicate. You know, Kevin and I were like, what? What are you saying, <laughs> what? You know, so it's really difficult to communicate with a mask on. And unless you are standing, like with John, unless I was standing close enough, I would say to him, you know, I can't hear what you're saying. Right. So that was a challenge for sure. So one of the big questions was, uh, how bad was it to wear a mask? Listen, we went in July in the, one of the hottest days. I'm sure it was like 98 degrees and 90% humidity. It was just a miserable day. It is not fun. It is not, woohoo, I can't wait to go and wear a mask. It just isn't fun. It's not pleasant. It's hot in the mask. My mask got sweaty after a couple hours, so. I know again, we had two, so we switched them out. Yeah, so you've gotta keep that in mind that, you know, it's not fun. But again, I just wanna say this. The weird thing was, I got used to it. I was just gonna say, if you're distracted and enjoying what you're doing, you stop thinking about it. If you sit there and you think, okay, this is bad, this is hot, I can't breathe, I, I, none of that. It's as long, it, once you were distracted by other people, it was, I didn't even notice I was wearing it any longer. Right. We saw people without their masks, but they were sitting at tables outside the plaza restaurant and they were eating. However, there was no one around them for 15 or 20 feet. Right. So we bought a soda in a bottle and we did lower the mask to take sips of the soda, but that was it. Otherwise, I checked every person. Now, I can tell you, we were getting ready to leave and we were, it was hot. So we were sitting under the train station having a drink. I was actually charging my scooter for a minute. And we were eating popcorn. And we lowered our masks because there was no one in the train station except John and I. I'm gonna guess there was nobody for 40 feet. Yep. We were alone and we were eating popcorn and we had put the popcorn down and we're just talking and someone from 20 feet away, a cast member said, if you're not eating or drinking, you have to put the mask back on, even though you're the only ones here. Yeah. And again, we weren't trying to be rebels, but we thought, yeah, we thought we're alone, we're alone. We're in this big space and everything. And, and it at was this fine. point, if I have it, John's got it yeah. and vice versa. So it wasn't, you know, and it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like she was mean yeah. or nasty or we're going to throw you out of the park. She stated a, the rules and yeah. we thought, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That. That's great. Um, one, of the, one of the really cool things about the visit that we did was not only were the crowds super, super light, but... Um, as you'll probably see from other videos and other people reporting, Disney's not doing parades. They're not doing the traditional three o'clock, let's all line up, let's sit on the curb parade. They're doing these cavalcade 
of characters. What did I say? Cavalcade. That's how I you think s- that is with the army. That's how you say it in New Jersey. <laughs> That's part of New Jersey. <laughs> part I'm from. So they were doing these sort of what I call like pop-up parades. Yeah, there was no warning. There was no warning. All of a sudden, a float would go by and characters would go by. What was really cool about that was, first of all, it was spontaneous. So it was like, oh, this is really great. Look where I am. And second, it was there wasn't a time enough time for somebody to sort of, or people to rush to a spot to see it, to get a picture, to do this sort of thing. It was really like, oh, I'm here and here's where I'm standing already. And it's passed me by. And it's a really cool experience. So I think Disney's really done a good job with that. It was fun. We got to see Merida on a horse. That was cool. I hadn't seen that before. And yes, they've reused that mirrored castle float again. (laughs) Um, So that was a really great experience. And um, the fact that there's very few people in the park is a great experience. Now, one of the things that uh, I do want to say is I don't know that once resorts open and and Disney's open to all guests that the park attendance levels will be the same that we saw for annual pass holder previews. It I, felt to me like there were like 300 people in the park. Yeah. And, the, and I'm not, I have no facts or figures, but it felt empty. We've seen some reports from opening day and the videos we've seen and everything does look like it's a little more crowded now. It doesn't look like it's that same big empty vast spaces. Um, Kevin and I are not ride Riders, we don't rush to rides, we don't have to get on anything. So we didn't do it this time. This was about getting in and experiencing the atmosphere of the park and getting Seeing a, the castle. Getting a feel for um, what it was like to be there. Um, you know, again, I talked about this on, on Twitter. I said, listen, we saw folks wiping stuff down constantly, uh, everybody wearing a mask, cast members all wearing masks. We did not experience it personally, but rides were socially distant in the queue and also the ride themselves. You know, boats, you know, leaving space between people riding the boat uh, and riding certain things and other rides. So I think Disney's really doing a great job of this. I think they're they're really spot on um, because I think they have to be spot on. You know, they really have to be doing this at the topmost level to keep their guests safe and to keep their cast members safe. So I give them a lot of kudos for that. I think What did been, you think of the castle? I was gonna say, we should talk about the castle. I really enjoy the castle. I think the castle looks beautiful. I do too, it looks like it's wearing party clothes. Yeah, it's like it's, it's freshened up, it's got bright colors and it looks great. It's not a birthday cake. Thank God. <laughs> it is not the birthday cake. This is just, it looks like it's wearing party clothes. It looks like it's ready for a party and it is. It's very shiny because, you know, the gold paint's very shiny. So when I, I see, it. if you watch a Disney video on Disney Plus, they have that little bump in the front where it shows the castle. That's what it looks like. It looks really nice. I agree. Um, it's very vibrant. We had a beautiful sky with lots of clouds in it, so it photographed really well. It just looked nice. And it's temporary. So you all need to calm down. <laughs> yeah, really. I think people are going to enjoy it. Again, it's not a mass transformation. It's not a cake. It's not a sorcerer's hat. It's not like they made a high-rise out of it. They painted it. And I think it looks really great. They did a great job with that. What else do we want to talk about as far as... Our masks. Okay, talk about our masks. John was not wearing old underwear or half a brassiere. 
When the pandemic first started, I ordered masks from the only place I could get them delivered quickly. And they are masks that have very long strings on them so that you can tie them up to the over the back of your head. We've chosen to make ear loops out of them. We bought four white ones, or I'm sorry, we bought four. We got two white ones, a gray one, and a black one. John's mask caused a great deal of discussion on Twitter. However, John is utilitarian. I had on a Mary Blair mask. I'm fine with my white mask. I think it's great. You had a, I think it matched our personalities. Mm -hmm. You had the Mary Blair mask that you can buy through the Diz, mm -hmm. the Diz Unplug store for uh, the mask that they're offering. So, you know, express yourself in your mask. But this trickles down to just us. Look at the way we're dressed. Um, okay. We, how long did we stay? Four hours, maybe? We got there about 1.15 and we left about quarter to five. Okay. So we didn't stay long. We didn't plan on staying and long. Hours. And again, it wasn't about getting on rides or anything like that. It was more about soaking up the atmosphere. Kevin did a little shopping um, and we wanted to experience what the stores were like. And the stores were great, socially distanced. Um, one of the things that made me feel better about going to the Magic Kingdom was the fact that I knew I was going to be outside. And being outside allows you the ability to socially distance easier. So if I were walking up on somebody, I would have the ability to walk around them. When you go in the store, it's tight, you know, because there's racks of product and things like that. So there were several occasions where we politely asked people, would you mind stepping aside when we came through? But we stepped aside for other people. Yeah. So now let's talk about the stores. I understand that the Emporium is going to have a virtual queue. That means you get a number and you come back when it's your turn, kind of like a fast pass to go shopping. There was none of that. There weren't enough people for that. Right. However, there was only one entrance into the Emporium, and that's what they call Center Street. It's about halfway down Main Street, and there's those indentations you could go in that way and the only exit were at the other end by the um, fire, station. fire station that's the word I was looking for so it was easy in and easy out we also went into I think they call it uptown jewelers somebody had posted a picture of something on Twitter and I wanted to see if I could find one I couldn't um, but they were very nice about it. They actually called the other location where they thought it would be, and it wasn't there either. So that's the amount of shopping. The only shopping I did was I bought a popcorn bucket. Um, it's the Steamboat Willie one. I think it's kind of cute. Um, but that's it. it. Everything was, not everything was open, but it was, it was all very smooth. And outside of the Emporium, now, if the entrance was at Center Street, coming back towards the hub, there were social distancing lines on the floor where if you were going to wait instead of the virtual queue, you, there were places for you to wait that were socially distanced. Your party would wait on a line and then you would move forward. It is not what you remember. It is not the same experience. However, the experience I had was a Disney experience. I don't see myself going back again soon. It opened today to the public, and 
I don't know if the crowd was smaller or bigger than it would be today, but I felt okay going in. I don't know that I would do that again this weekend. Oh no. Yeah, I, I can't imagine going back this weekend for sure. And one of the, the problems I had, the issues I had, was the heat and humidity. So we went during the summer because that's when it was gonna open and we were uh, interested in seeing it and wanting to be there and knew the crowds were gonna be light. So we, um, so we chose that day, but we would definitely not go back on a summer day. I would just, go back. Let's just talk about this bef if this was any other time in life. John and I would not be in the Magic Kingdom in July. Yeah, absolutely. It's hot. Yep. So what I wanted to sort of say on that is if I could be guaranteed these were the crowds and that this is how people were reacting, I would not hesitate to go back. But I think there's this unknown factor of how crowded is it going to get? How crowded will Disney allow it to get? I think we need to future? see some more information. I yeah, see, think sure. we need to see how it's handled and hear from other people. Okay. Here's the deal. Disney is adamant about the fact that everyone is safe. So if you think, I'm only going to wear a mask until no one's looking, everyone is looking. Yeah, for sure. Not only is every cast member looking, because they're all worried about their safety, I found... I was looking at other people, and I think other people were looking at other people also. Right. I think this has to be like everybody drives on the right side of the road, you know, here in the United States, and that's just something we trust each other to do. That's what wearing a mask in Disney World is. This is the culture they're, they're building is that this is what you're going to do where you're not staying. Right. And again, we, we want to make sure we, we get this information out to you. This is not an endorsement for you to come. This is not a uh, a warning that you should warning that you shouldn't come. Excellent way of putting it. This is just our experience and our information. Everybody has to make their own decision, and everybody has to feel safe about people, going. After all the things that I've said, people were surprised that I was in the Magic Kingdom. As I said, I went because John wanted to go, but I also. We've said this before, and I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, but John and I had enough discussions and decisions that I think had someone sneezed at the other end of Main Street, we would have left. It was, let's see if we feel comfortable before we tell other people that we felt comfortable. And as I said, we only stayed for four hours, but the fact that we were in the Magic Kingdom in July is really unusual and the fact that we stayed for four hours i think says a lot we had a good time but we weren't rushing from ride to ride we were we were moseying is what we were doing leaving was just as easy as arriving you know you get to the ferry and there's spots that you should stand count it again leaving on the oh we, when the ferry pulled in we had to wait for the ferry four four people got off coming into the Magic Kingdom. Four, I counted them. It was one family of four people. Imagine how cool that is. Right. They, they had the ferry to themselves. themselves yeah. As we were leaving, there were nine of us. Nine of us got on the ferry for the trip back, and they were running two ferries. So I think to myself, they're running those boats back and forth for about 15 people maximum. And then, you know, we got to our car, and everything was great. And, um, again, I mentioned this, that Kevin and I are super safe, we are really taking every precaution. We get our food delivered um, most of the time. Um, 
if we're gonna go out, it's really just a quick run to get fast food or something like that or something at the store. And we travel with antiviral wipes and hand sanitizer and masks. And I mean, like when things are delivered to our house, they're wiped down with Clorox, Clorox wipes. That's hard to say. Uh, so we are doing- it's like cavalcade. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was, the point I was getting to is the fact that we, you know, we, do our best to stay safe. So on the way home, we were already out and we needed a few things. So I said, okay, I'm gonna run into Publix, our grocery store, and I'm gonna, you stay in the car, I'm gonna run into Publix. I felt safer from a coronavirus standpoint in the Magic Kingdom than I did in our Publix. And it's not that anybody was behaving badly, everybody had a mask, everybody was doing the right thing, but there were more people inside in a concentrated area I felt safer going to the Magic Kingdom than I did going to our local store. And it wasn't that, oh, I, you know, I'm really sick now. It was just the sort of uh, comparing the two experiences. So that's our experience in the Magic Kingdom. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of vlogs. There's a lot of people doing live shots from the Magic Kingdom. Um, I know as a Disney fan that many of you are probably really itching to go and excited to go and you can't wait for your trip. Um, and I'm excited for you. Again, this is a personal decision. Um, I would certainly not judge you if you went. I would not judge you if you decided not to go and wait. It's something that really you have to make for you and your family for themselves. Anything you wanna add before we go? No, I think that's it. Again, I think John's right. This was... I like being right. This was about going to see how it would be, but also with thousands of walls up, thousands of hurdles that Disney had to jump over for us to be comfortable. And on that day, on Thursday, July 9th, they jumped over them. For sure. All right, so we hope you make your own decision. We hope you, if you decide to go, you have a great time. If you decide to wait, great too. Either way, we hope you book with Dreams Unlimited Travel. Look up at that thing www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com We have a ring light. It makes us look pretty, and that's the reflection. People have asked about that. Excellent. All right, thank you everybody at home for listening and watching. Uh, we truly appreciate it. And I'm excited to say this because Walt Disney World's open. Uh, oh, before we go, I almost forgot. I wanted to give you some more information. I was almost going to end the show and I almost forgot. Um, for those of you who don't already know, Disney is accepting, Walt Disney World is accepting reservations, uh, resort, package, and ticket only for 2020 and 2021. So you can book a stay from now in 2020 until September 26th. 2021 those reservations are open as well as standalone tickets this was a big deal for a while for folks who had um, room only reservations and needed to get their tickets so they can get their park passes uh, also while as you know park passes seem to be wide open um, for a great amount of time i think around the holidays in december they're starting to show some limited availability but otherwise Park passes seem to be open. And I also want to let you know that uh, Walt Disney World has two new discounts that were just released, annual pass holder discounts and Florida resident discounts for most nights July 9th through September 30th of 2020. These are savings off the room 
uh, portion of your reservation, up to 40% for annual pass holders, up to 35% for Florida residents, uh, book through September 30th. And the discount is based on the reservate on the resort you choose and the date you travel. So, you know, don't come to me and say, John, I only got a 25% discount. You lied. It's not 40. It depends on when you travel. How are they going to say it? You lied. <laughs> it depends on when you travel and what resort you choose. So this is an indication to me, too, that um, Walt Disney World is not full. Even not full to the point of their minimal capacity. So, you know, that says something. That people are being cautious and are not booking and are, uh, you know, waiting it out. Also, there's the issue of some folks can't. You know, there's still quarantine restrictions for the uh, New York tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, that uh, our governor has placed and said you have to quarantine for 14 days. People can't do that. That's not conducive. You can't quarantine for 14 days when you have seven days of vacation. Exactly. Um, also, um, you know, people can't come here from other countries. So they are in trying to entice the folks in the what they call the drive market, Florida residents, annual pass holders. So if you fall into those categories, you might have an opportunity to get a, a great rate at a resort and also experience Walt Disney World when it's not crowded. Say cavalcade again. Cavalcade. Okay. Cavalcade. All right, that'll do it for the show. Again, people are traveling, so I'm very happy to say that we hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>